0: The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Red Nation, to the Red Nation podcast, and I am your host, Redder Greg. Sweet, so sweet victory against those red-faced biaches, the Kansas City sheeps, the A.K.A. the condiments. We beat them. Finally, the end of the skid. We'll talk about that on this show, of course. Show. 175? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know about my city? The city of old. Old Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of old. Oh, don't you know. Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. Today's show, Nation, is going to be awesome because we're going to talk about a victory. A victory for the Nation, victory for the team, victory for Lane Kiffin. And need I say this, but I'm going to, a great victory for this organization that has suffered through 17 brutal losses to the AFC West opponents. Before I get too much into the show, let me just hit this to uh, Cooper. Jared Cooper out for the season, torn ACL. Bummer. One of my favorite players, and I'm sure yours as well. He's out for the season. Let's just hope a speedy recovery, good surgery, everything coming through. Very good. Also, a somber note. Of course, everyone's hitting on this. Sean Taylor, 24-year-old. Uh, Defensive player for the Redskins. Dead gunshot wound in his own home. Not 3 o'clock in the morning as some of these boneheads get shot and friends get shot. This poor guy was in his own house. So condolences, of course, and prayers to the family of Sean Taylor. So let's get to the show. Today's show is going to be Sweet victory, sweet victory, and uh, I'll just tell you right now, so goddamn sweet victory for the Yolkin Raiders, and we are going to hit all aspects of it, Uh, talk a little bit about the team, what they went through, how they've been, where they're at right now, and um, talk about our victory, because you can't talk too much about it, man, because it was awesome, and we'll hit on that. And of course, we've got the pregame for the Denver Broncos. (laughs) I'm loving that. When I saw that on the board, I had to pick it up and throw it. The Broncos are coming to Oaktown this Sunday, 1 p.m. game. We will be there in the parking lot to welcome them with, of course, the famous Raider Nation single-finger salute and the Bear House Patrol. And, of course, we will hit the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section and uh, hit on your comments on the new forum You know, I'm doing my best, partner, so hang in there. So let's uh, hit our first story. Sweet. So sweet victory. Raiders 20. Chiefs 7. Incredible victory, Raider Nation. A decisive victory. A different game altogether from the other two wins that we've gotten this season. Uh, We weren't hanging on a thread. We didn't have our sphincters tight. No one had their hearts ripped out of their ass like we have on other games. This game, from the very beginning, even though it, it started out very much like our game against the Vikings, it had a different feel to it. It had a different feel because there was rhythm. You know, I'm telling you, I started saying a sustained drive. I saw sustained drives. After the first quarter, when we went through our two field goal situations, there was a sustained drive. It was unbelievable. And I'm going to hit on Jerry McDonald, which I think is a very good writer and always been on straight up on the Oakland Raiders on the inside Bay Area. And uh, I'm going to hit on his article because he kind of has a lot of good things in here to say. So I'm going to say it myself. Now, he talks here about what Justin Fargus had in his mind on the bus on the way to the stadium. You think about it on the way to the stadium during warm-ups, Fargus said. Even during the game, you think, man... They've gotten us so many times, and it's been so close, so many times. You're tired of coming out on the losing end. It's about time the Raiders and the Raider Nation got the feel of a win over the Chiefs. And that's a quote from Fargus, and he's been around here for some beatdowns that they've given us. After 17 consecutive losses against an AFC West team and nine in a row against the Condiments, The Raiders silenced Arrowhead Stadium, the loudest venue in the NFL, and their own personal torture chamber silenced them. Fargus put the game away with a 21-yard burst. I came off my couch. I know you must have too. The Chiefs were out of timeouts with Herm Edwards blowing two moments earlier. When he first called a timeout, lost the replay challenge, and the Raiders made a big stop on third and short, and then another stop on fourth down. The rookie that made 150 yards on us, slapped 150 on us, couldn't make the three. And the defense stood up huge. Let me just say this. We were Swiss cheese on the running game again But the defense played hard and got plays when we needed them. The defense actually did the defensive job. The bend but don't break, call it what you will, the defense came out and played. Even though the kid put 150 on us. Yeah, 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 we need improvement, but when we needed it, the defense stood up. Special teams Not great, but pretty doggone consistent and not bad. The offense. The offense was awesome. Dante Culpepper, fluid, graceful, patient, and unfumbling. Fargus, a bruiser, a brutal, no-quit, no first hit going down. MoFo. Justin Fargus was insane. That's all It's all over the boards. Justin Fargus is insane, and he deserved the job all the way around. And Culpepper, for 22 of 19, just hitting the men where he needed to hit him, putting the ball where it has to be. And thank you, Jerry Porter, for catching the ball. And being a gutsy, lay it all out on the line, put your ass on the line, football play. Because that's the first time I remember seeing him do it like Curry. Curry's always been the guy, and was this game as well. Tremendous catches, tremendous sports, tremendous athleticism. And Porter showed up for the first time I can remember. The other noticeable thing about Porter was there was no stand-up, point for the first down, or spike the ball, or any attitude. He did his deal. He walked back to the huddle. I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but I did. He did his deal, caught the ball, went right back to the huddle. The Raiders were rhythmic. Rhythmic. Now their running back, Smith, had 150 yards 151 yards on 31 carries. Whew, that hurts. But Justin Fargus, 139 yards on 22. Awesome. Awesome. The last time the Raiders had a running back gain more than 100 yards at the Arrowhead, or Pinhead Stadium, as I've been told, Art Washington gained 134 November 5th, 1978, 29 years ago. Fargus left Chiefs coach Herm Edwards feeling so helpless. He passed up a chance at a game tying field goal with less than five minutes to play. Instead, Edwards sent Smith off tackle left on a fourth and one on the Raiders 23. The Raiders sent out their goal-line defense, which is not something they've seen them do before. And Kirk Morrison, Thomas Howard, stuffed Smith for a one-yard loss. And again, I jumped off my couch and screamed. We couldn't stop them running, Hurt Enters said. That's why I decided on the sideline we needed to get seven points. Three wasn't going to help us. And at the end of the day, they ran the ball, and they couldn't stop him. <laughs> they could not stop Justin Fargus, the hero. The game ball goes to him. I'm telling you right now, that kid has some serious sack, and he runs with an attitude, a true Raider. Now, Kiffin's theory that no game is bigger than another is some bullshit, because <laughs> I'll tell you right now, the Raider fans know that. I mean, why doesn't he know that? I think he's starting to get the fact that he better know that. Because our divisional opponents are huge to us, the nation. And it didn't seem to be an important issue to Kiffin, and he didn't push the issue on the team. But I think the team pushed it on his ass this time, and he, I think he gets it. The one thing I'll say about this game as well, I think the coaching staff got it. I think they were much more aggressive. Kiffin even said in his press conference, Uh, We talked about last night putting it in our players' hands, and... um you know giving them a chance to win and make sure we weren't going to play uh conservative we weren't going to play to lose we we're going to play to win and uh we did it today. you know it was a game that could have set up real conservative um because it did, they have a great defense an offense that has been struggling and um you know if you go back and watch our last game uh it was a very conservative game came down to the wire and you know we're, we're driving in a two minute and have to make a play there and we don't make it and so um we're hoping to try to avoid that by um, you know not being such a conservative mindset in the second half, especially, um, even though you're on the road in a loud stadium. Um, you know, it's, it's the way we decided to go today. The fact that they were being too conservative early in the year, you can't blame him. He's a new head coach. Heck, he just put his chonies together in a drawer, probably just figuring out where to put his house still right now. Lane Kiffin is adjusting to the Oakland Raiders and the way his team is going to play, just like the team is adjusting to him and... He's making adjustments, folks. He's making some adjustments, some urgency in the field. Let's hope the improvements in his coaching style continue. The aggressive play calling won us this football game, people. The aggressive play calling on the defense and the offensive side of the ball, they just went out to just lay it on the line. Like I said, that's what you got to do. We got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. And they did, and the players stepped up huge. Hiram Eugene was crazy. Swaggart was out, but Eugene was crazy. Now, I know he missed a couple tackles, but the tackles he made were necessary big-time stops. There were third-down stops. He made some great, great plays and defended the pass very well, may I say. The Oakland Raiders need to continue this momentum because I'll tell you right now, the Broncos are coming to town. Let me just say this right now. It's so nice to have the feeling of a victory. Now, can you imagine being a fan of the Dolphins right now? (laughs) Ouch! Your one best chance to win pummeled in a rainy, soggy field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on a freezing-ass cold evening. On Monday Night Football, no less. So, when you start feeling bad for yourself, think about those guys. (laughs) Because they got to be... Well, you know, they're probably hoping for a perfect zero season. I think the only other team that ever did that was the Buccaneers. So... That's all I have to say about this game. It's nice to stand tall. Everybody, you know, of course, high fiving you. That Raider fans and people who aren't saying you finally got a victory. You say, "Hell yes, we did!" And it was very good. It was a good victory, better than the other two combined. Because this time, I, as a fan, see a different side of the Raiders. I don't see luck. I don't see a lot of, you know, fluff. I don't see a lot of the other team making a whole lot of mistakes. I see the Raiders. All three phases, winning a football game with consistency. Yes, the defense sucked a little bit on the run like they have, but the team itself played hard when they had to, made plays when it had to happen, and won the football game calm, cool, and collect. We played like a team, folks. We beat the Chiefs. Thank God for that. And that is all I have to say about that. Right now. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course. That is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Red. I say one thing, man, and I'm on. It may be, it may be like the old uh, adage: the Raiders suck, whatever. But I just want to beat, and I mean beat i mean beat with a big club with a nail in it i mean beat so bad that you can't even recognize him i mean beat the broncos this sunday in oakland i think that we can do it folks i don't have a happy pill i'd love to say i'm taking them but i ain't because the denver broncos are primed for a loss they are so so depending on this win this is a must-win game, and they know that it's going to be one SOB to play. Because they're coming to our house. They're coming to the Raider Nation. And if you don't have a ticket for this game and you're anywhere near the hemisphere, you better park your ass in a seat. Because this will be a game that you do not want to miss. The Broncos. <laughs> versus the Oakland Raiders, let's take a look and see why Raider Greg thinks that we can win this game. I have one word, and it's momentum, and I have two words, and that is confidence. Momentum and confidence will carry the Raiders home. I tell you, home to a crowd frenzy and foaming, for a victory against the Broncos who have got to have this game to get into the playoffs. They have to have this game. They have got to win every game five ones in a row to even think about making it into a wild card and hope that San Diego drops a game or two. It's a perfect scenario to be a spoiler and that's just what the Raiders can be. And think about the feeling you're going to get. A matter of fact, the feeling the team's going to get if we win this game on Sunday. The Raiders are playing fluid football, and it looks like they mean it, and it looks like they feel it, and I'm going to tell you right now, I feel it. I feel it because our teams match up pretty doggone good. They match up pretty doggone good. Oakland's hurting. They have a lot of guys on injured reserve right now. Day-to-day is Andre Hall. Day-to-day. He's got an ankle problem. It's going to keep him doing the big run. Travis Henry is day-to-day still. But guess what? He's suspended for marijuana use. I love it. Their number one running back. Tough. Sheet. To you, buddy. I say, too bad, so sad. For the Donk Hoes. And Sevlin Young is day-to-day. Hurt his knee. Now, of course, that doesn't mean very much because, you know, a lot of people running on us, but it sure does help to have their first running back out. Nate Jackson, of course, injured reserve. Jarvis Moss, defensive end, is out. Engine reserve, <laughs> gotta love that too. So, those have been big, big, big things that have happened to the Denver defense. Now, let me not, don't get me wrong, Denver defense is still a top defense. They had 11 takeaways in the two games before uh, their last loss, actually, to Chicago, which they only lost in overtime, of course, by a field goal, which was a debacle from the beginning. Which showed, actually, their weakest link, which is their special teams. Denver's special teams below. And if we have an opportunity to do anything on the field, our special teams need to step it up big time, because that is where we can win this game. Carr can crack them for 50. He can get a touchdown. Denver is that bad on special teams. If we have good blocking upfield, which has been our problem... But if we can do it, special teams will be the place we can really catch an edge in this game. Doesn't sound like a lot of excitement, does it? But let me tell you, it's a whole lot of excitement when you're standing up at the end of the game screaming the top of your lungs because you just won! Brandon Stokely hurt us big time, and he's somebody I think we should really keep an eye on this time on the D. I think we can control their run, but I don't know about their pass because, doggone it, Cutler's a son of a gun. He's fast, he's big, he can run fast. He's got some bursts of speed, gets away from people, even when he's out of the pocket. We have to cover big time. I mean, we have to cover big time. And our defense just has to step up, because their defense is pretty good, which leads me to our embattled, beat-up receiving corps. Well, this is time to step up, partner. Jerry, get in an ice bath and a jacuzzi, whatever you got to do. He left the game with an ice pack on his shoulder, noticeably one as big as his head. So you know he's hurting. I hope he's not hurting too much to make those great plays. Our receiving core needs to be awesome because that's the way we need to attack the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos will not expect an air attack from the Oakland Raiders. They will expect the same boring ground game they got the last time. And we almost beat them. I'm hoping Lane Kiffin does not take a page at a last game and think we can make it barely like we barely beat him before. Like they they barely beat us before with a field goal. We almost beat them if he wouldn't have called the timeout fiasco. We can win this game if we do things like we did just at Kansas City and threw stuff at them that they did not expect. Shannarat is petrified right now. He looked at the team that played the Chiefs and said, oh my gosh, I think Kiffin has got it. I think he figured out how to do this thing. I sure as hell hope not, but you know that the rat is not smiling right now. He's not saying, (laughs) cheese. You know he is stressed out, and this is not a just gimme game like it's been for the past couple of seasons. Shantarat's going to come in serious, meaning business, and we need to mean business as fans in the crowd. I have no doubt the nation will come in big. This is a huge rivalry, and the hatred is insanely palpable. You could cut it with a knife, folks. There ain't no messing around in the parking lot when the Bronquettes or the Broncos are in town. I'm telling you right now, Colorado Chris is going to be there. We're going to have a lot of people there. Uh, we're going to have fun. Tailgate's going to be rocking. Let me get off the the beaten track here for just a minute. It's going to be a hell of a game. If you can get there. You better get there. And if you can't check out the video, cause we're going to be in the lot walking hard. Cause it'll be fun. This is one of the better games of the season folks. The Denver Broncos are coming because it's a necessary win for their team. The fact that they have Travis Henry out and their is suspect now, you got to remember that Jerry Porter owned, see, when was it? That was a, the year that we won with Kerry Collins um, in Denver. We won in Denver, and Champ Bailey got just worked by Jerry Porter. Worked. And let me tell you right now, Jerry can do it again. And I hope they throw to that set a again all day. I hope Jeff Bailey is running for his life because it was a beautiful thing to see when Porter punked his ass, I think, three or four catches and a touchdown, maybe even two. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. And I think that Porter can do it. I hope that we attack the Broncos in a way that they have no idea... They never prepared for it because that's what happened at Kansas City. Herm Edwards was expecting the old Raiders of last year. Herm Edwards is expecting the whole old Raiders from last game. Run, run, pass. And Lane Kiffin and Rob Ryan and Greg Knapp, they changed it up, and look what happened. Now I think we can win this game. I think we can win this game. Honestly, to my heart, think we can win this game. Anything can happen in Oakland and anything anything can happen in Denver and these rivalries. This is a huge hate match. This is a huge hate match. And the players know it. Kiffin, I think, buys into it. I think that's gonna but what we're gonna talk about. The interesting thing that we found out at this game was when SAP leaked out the fact that Kiffin read the newspaper to the team after the games. Isn't that interesting? If you don't want to know about your, your performance, you don't really want to look at it. So you don't have to look at the newspaper. And you don't have to listen to sports radio. But when you come to work, first thing in the locker room is a coach sitting there talking, reading the newspaper, the Mercury News, <laughs> about your last loss. He's not saying it for himself. He's just saying it, I guess. He's uh, telling you what the people are saying out there. I think that's pretty doggone smart, honestly. I think it's a pretty sharp way to tell the team what's happening. You're not the bad guy. The writers are writing it. Well, we can win this game, and we're going to win it. I feel it. The Raiders need to come out and kick their ass. That's all there is to it. And that's all I got to say about that. Raider Nation, I got to tell you right now, we thank you. We thank you. Thanks to all the people that have helped us put this show together. These are the Hall of Famers. Raider Nation Podcast Hall of Fame. No, you ain't going to get no gold jacket, but you might get some kind of maybe a a bandana or something. (laughs) We'll see. But I just got to thank you, Randy. thanks you for helping us put this show together. You know, it costs a little bit uh, more nowadays than ever before to put on the show. And we just are happy that you guys like it so much, and we thank you because it helps out a great deal. Um, And we appreciate it because everything we do – Everything you give goes right to the show through your PayPal. Thank you so much. So let me get on the list and hope I don't destroy too many names. The Arcadian Raider, Big Raider Dave, Colin Megan, Colin Hansen. I hope I didn't mess those up. Clarence Brown, Crusader Raider, Key Smith, Dermot Foley, English Raider, Essex Raider, Dave Lewis, Gary. Sidewinder, Netherton, Janet Wick, Or Week, Navy Rob, New Jersey Raider Kev, Raider Cole, Raider Frank, Raider Rick, Raider Rodney, Raul Oliveros, Rollovers 33. Thank you all. And for you guys that are listening out there, let me tell you, we appreciate all the subscribers, very cool. If you can come up with a couple bucks, toughest tough time of year, I know. Uh, G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu Grip for my son. Totally understand. No big deal. If you can help, want to help, go for it. And uh, we appreciate it, of course. And here's where, listen to this: the the places these people are from. This gives you an idea of the Raider Nation. Arkansas, London, England, Dublin, Ireland. The U.K., of course. Virginia, London, England. New York. West Sussex, Demo Essex, United Kingdom, Sacramento, Honolulu, Point Magoo, California, South Jersey, Dublin, Ireland, Tracy, California, Pine Grove, California, North Carolina, Southgate, California. Thank you all so much. You guys are stars to me and Randy. We appreciate it, man. And I'll tell you. Get in here. Come to the Mecca. We want you guys to come. You guys are Hall of Famers. We treat you like a Hall of Famer best we can. Check it out. Get here. Of course, we thank you. I can't thank you enough. I'm sure I've gone on and on enough, but not really. We thank you ah, so much. And Raider Nation, here we go with the new Red Nation podcast comments forum section. Alibur! I'm still trying to figure this thing out, so bear with me. i got to look around for different takes and where people are and what they're saying, so bear with me. So I thought this was kind of an interesting post by Mad Raiders 32, so I'm going to have to go ahead and shout it out because it's pretty cool. We won 20-17, to 17, and I was unable to watch or follow the game due to Thanksgiving travel. I did hear the halftime score because my fiance and I were listening to the Browns game as we passed through Cleveland. I turned on CPS and watched the scores appear from 1 o'clock games as soon as I got home at 4:15. My heart was in my throat. All I wanted was a Raiders win. Then it appeared, Raiders 20, Chiefs 17. I honestly didn't know how to react other than just jumping up and down the air and screaming, They won! <laughs> they won! Raider fans, we can have a smile on our faces the whole week. I love it! I hate Kansas City so much. This victory was past due. We haven't beaten those guys since, since 2002, I love it. It feels great. Let's enjoy this, Raider fans, because victories have been hard to come by. Coach Kiffin, if you read this, I want you to know you got to attack. Put the ball in the field. Quit running the Callahan crap. Dink and dunk passes. You can't threaten the defense without attacking every inch in the field. Keep calling these plays because everything that we were doing wasn't working before. I do have to take my hat off to Jerry Porter. He finally played his heart, and he lived up to his mentors, Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, and Andre Risen. We finally showed up. Thank God for Justin Fargus, because he showed a lot of heart. Lamont Jordan, thank you for keeping your desire and for a release down low. And you did play well. Touchdown, that's for sure. Michael Huff got your first turnover. Of your career, yes, it came after 20-plus games, but it was huge. I agree. As for the rest of the Raiders, D, I don't know why you can't slow up the run or show up at sometimes, but that's all I got here. Go Raiders. Mad Raiders 32. Very cool take. And that's true. And Jerry Porter played with heart. Lamont Jordan was supposed to pass the ball on that touchdown run, but he didn't even look, I don't think, didn't look like anybody was open anyway. So he did run the ball into the end zone. I believe it was from 14 yards out, but it was a great run and uh, very, very well done. You know, the, the, there are other names, Burgess, Clemens, I could go on and on. I mean, the whole team played very well. Clemens is an animal. I think that uh, we really did pick up a great, great thing. Burgess got two sacks, too, so the nation has to enjoy this victory that we just got, and uh, we'll go on to some of the comments about the Chiefs games. Let's see. Oakland Raiders 84. Juan Jorge. Great frickin' win. I'm still pissed that our run defense blows. Gave up 150 to a rookie. Good God. But a winner's a win. I'll take it. But you know, Denver is going to try to run down our throats. Come on, Ryan. Just stop the run, baby. Kudos to Fargus, man. I love the heart and his passion. Kudos to Kiff. Kudos to Michael Huff for getting his first pick. And kudos to Culpepper. Enjoy this win, man. We got Denver next Sunday. And I'll be there. Yeah, you will, man. You're going to be at my tailgate. That's for sure. Here comes Nagin' Raider in. Our Nagin' Da Raider. I feel like how you feel after you've taken a huge crap. <laughs> well, this is Raider Nation. What can I tell you? Relieved, I tell you. I feel like I've just won the freaking Super Bowl. A feeling we haven't had since when? 83? We finally smacked the green-eyed monster in the mouth and broke the camel's back by breaking this streak. I would love to smack the bronc hose in the mouth this Sunday. I need this win personally because I'm tired of the Broncos running their trash-smelling mouths to me. I may live in Virginia, but I have the Horsehead fans around here too, as well as good friend that lives in Denver. So I need a win this Sunday, as well as the rest of the nation. Just win, baby. Yeah, man, we need to beat these guys, I'm going to tell you right now. Rader Rico comes in with, too bad we got the Colts, the Jags, and the Pack and the Cup Weeks. But for now, I don't care. I'm going to enjoy every second of this week like we won the Super Bowl. So many streaks we've finally broken, as guys you know, already. Even some freebies like Justin Fargus becoming the first Raider rusher in record history over 100 yards at Arrowhead since 1978. Oh, it feels good, baby. Win, lose, or tie, Raider, till I die. Yes! When was the last time we said that with emphasis on the lose part? You know what? I am happy. We won. We won. We won. The whole doggone nation knows that we won. English Raider comes in. A win for the Raiders. I love it. A win over the Chiefs. I love it more. Bring on those Denver Donk hoes for another divisional win. Go Raiders. Strout 8 FM. I'm, I'm going to have to get figure out what that means. Someone's going to have to tell me. Okay, a Raider fans week. He took a quote from somebody who said this before we got this win. It's pretty funny. It's a Raider fans week. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. It's kind of sad, but still, it's pretty damn funny. And so I'm gonna shout it out to y'all: A Raider Fans Week Sunday game day. We're gonna kick, and it says insert team. So put any team in there. We're gonna we're gonna kick their ass. They suck. And then fuck, we lost again. <laughs> and then Monday numbness mixed with frustration, anger, and venting. Tuesday, still pissed, but trying to look at the positives. Wednesday, podcast day. woo Of course, everyone looks towards podcast day. Thursday, right. <laughs> Who is it this week? Oh, it's, insert name here. Great, we'll lose again. Friday, actually, insert name here. Aren't that good, really? Maybe we've got a chance. Saturday, fuck it. Insert name here. They suck. We're going to do it. I can feel it. I really can. Honest. And it goes on. Please, God, make it stop. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I think that is just so funny. Not anymore. Big C comes in about freaking time. It wasn't pretty, but yeah, it was pretty. But he says it wasn't pretty, but it was a win. Justin Fargus is the man, only consistent part of this game. Defense and offense came through when they needed to, but more consistency would make it a lot easier. Kiff is slowly but surely deleting all those losing streaks from the books. Now, let's not let any of them start up again. No more talk about 17 losses against the AFC West. Now it's time to start talking about winning streaks. Amen, Big C. Redder Frank. Even though Kiffin said that they didn't play conservatively, the play calling still seemed a little off. Biggest difference were passes to the tight end and stretching the field a little more. This looked like a little better game plan. Uh, Fargus is giving it all he can. I wish that Jordan and Dominic could do as well to have some change of pace backs in the backfield. Go Raiders. Raider Frank. Raider Frank, you are absolutely right. And we did not we didn't play conservatively because look how conservative we played in all the games before this game. I mean, even when we beat the Dolphins, the beginning of the game was very conservative and it wasn't until later that he saw there was so weak that we opened it up. This game, he opened it up from the beginning. It was the game plan. and I think yeah, we could open it up a little bit more. I think he will. I hope he does. As you do, too. And, uh, yeah, I do wish Dominic Rhodes and Jordan could run because they're just too slow. They're too slow. They are too slow on the get-go. The hole is only open for a split second, man. And that's why Fargus is so successful. Because he runs through the hole in that split second that it's open. And if you notice, when he goes through the line, the majority of his runs, he is up in the air. He makes a leap right at the line of scrimmage. Watch his runs. Check it out. And he leaps over the thin gap that's open between the tackles, and then gets by. And then after that second, it's closed. The line he closes up right after he gets through. I've looked at it. I've examined it. And trust me, he either does that or he goes sideways, like you're trying to go through, you know, a, a tight space. And But he gets to the hole in speed. He's burst his first two steps. He's there. Where Lamont takes three full steps, and he used to stutter step for the two-yard loss, but he's not done that anymore. Well, he did it when he did this touchdown. I can't say that. It was classic Jordan running. CNY Raider fan comes in. I'm looking forward to your next podcast. I want to hear Rader Greg talk about something positive. Yeah, baby. Maybe, maybe some optimism. Jankowski's on fire. Farkas is running wild. The O line did pretty well against the Chiefs. And how about that fullback? That's another guy. Um there's two fullbacks that they were using, actually. He could sure smack some people around. Now if we only start now we can only start bleeding from the forehead during the game. <laughs> And I'll have to have some flats back of better times. Right on, man. That's absolutely right. Well, our fullback, um, let's see, that's Justin Griffin, played a great game. And Orion o- O'Neal, both those guys played excellent. And they did have some great smacks. They did talk about it. Jankowski from the beginning of the season, I'll tell you, I had some badass words for that guy because he was missing a lot of stuff. But, man... That Polish cannon's on fire, and you're absolutely right. He is kicking some crazy 54 yards. You think you're going to make it. You expect to make it, and he does make it right in the middle. You can't ask for more than that. There's so many teams that are weak in the kicking game, and I'm going to let off Jankowski because he is kicking some ass along with some balls this season. Well, fans, Red Nation, I'll tell you again, I am feeling positive. I feel positive because what I saw last week against a good team, not a great team, but a good team, um, a, a good defense, by the way, was something that I hadn't seen all season. Consistency, not a whole lot, but consistency. The biggest thing was the plays that were important, the plays that were crucial. The penalties weren't getting, weren't there, and the team performed optimally. Everybody laid it on the line. And I think at home with the home crowd, the Raiders will bring down the donk hoes and send them home like a bunch of hoes. And I think that's going to happen. We're going to be there to see it. Get your ass in a seat if you can get one because it's going to be a tough ticket this week, folks. I love it. I love the fact that we won. We're going to kick this shit out of the Broncos because they need this game. They want this game. They have to have this game. And that's the best way to rip their hearts out through their ass. This is Raider Greg, and I am out.